Hi, everybody. It's Amy and Carrie with The Great Connect. Hi, Amy. How are you today? Let's see. I am a little bit tired still and a little bit, uh, you know, it's midweek, so having a weird morning, but overall, okay. How are you on the humanometer? Let's check in there. Um, interestingly, I feel like my humanometer is very balanced today. I'm feeling good. There's a lot swirling around me, but I'm, I'm doing a pretty good job of maintaining my like centering and grounding, like despite all of that. So I'm not going to lie. I'm going to give myself a little bit of a pat on the back today. (laughs) Perfect. I'm so glad to hear that. I think my humanometer is probably, I'm going to go have Z's at a five. I'm going to sit with that. I need to figure out what, what's happening up in here, but that's what we're, we're going with today. So I'm excited for today's topic. We've been really thinking about this probably for the past year or so in terms of this topic today, not to overwhelm us or um, set us up for uh, what we can't deliver, but we're going to, obviously. But um, let's talk about the shift. <laughs> what, in the world, what, what in the shift is happening? Um, <laughs> So when we talk about the shift, we're going to break it down. So why don't we start with care? What is the shift to you? And do you see it happening more prominently in certain areas of the world or certain types of people uh, so far? Thinking about just quickly hinging on the fact that just a reminder to everybody, our first two episodes, we talked about um, ultimate burnout. We also talked about kind of um, marketing and capitalism and things like that. So we're jumping around a little bit, but today is the shift. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting, um, how you phrase that. So, uh, for me, yes, I've been thinking about it for a very long time and there's been tiny little glimmers here and there, um, over the last, you know, five ish years, but I would say it's really ramped up. And I think, most people feel that, right? We had a pretty epic event happen from a pandemic perspective that I heard at one point pushed us forward five years. And that feels very real as we're on the, I guess you could say other side of the pandemic. Um, Wait, so I'm that... 45. <laughs> Maybe there you go. Right. 45. <laughs> Not to age us, but, <laughs> um, But like, you know, it's talked about technology, right? The fact that we can work from home, that um, we can talk to people around the world, right? There's still extreme value in community and coming together in person. But we also have this amazing opportunity to find out how to connect with people that don't live just right down the street from us. And so I think that that really, truly pushed so many things that were slowly creeping up in a pretty dramatic way, right? So people are questioning things. It has opened the idea of we can question things and the way it has always been done does not necessarily mean it's the way it needs to be done going forward. And so when I start thinking about not just the shift, but where we are in that shift is it's extremely messy, right? Because it's the phase between no longer and not yet, right? Because things no longer feel like they should be the way they were. Like that 
it doesn't feel right to go into the office five days a week for a lot of people, not everybody, but for some people that doesn't, it doesn't feel right anymore. And yet I don't know what does feel right quite yet because we're kind of in this messy learning phase of how do we start to tear down what was as we're rebuilding new and that's unsettling. And so when I think about the shift, I just think about a lot of questions, being able to actually feel confident and comfortable raising those questions and pushing us into a new way of living and working because what worked before is no longer applicable to the world today. So so how do you feel about different companies, organizations that are kind of trying to force people back to the old way? How does that come up for you? Yeah. So, wow. I didn't even really expect this to connect this way, but I had a really great conversation with a client this week. It's the change curve, right? So the, and the grief process, right? The first stage of that is denial. And so it's very natural, despite so many people being um, angry with some of these organizations and, and I'm angry too, right? That's also a stage of change and grief, right? Is like, why are you not seeing it where I am? Well, I'm just in a different part of the change curve than other people. And we have to give some grace, but we also have to recognize that there is a time where people either have to get on the curve or they have to find a new way to participate, right? And so if they are no longer aligned with what their employees are requesting and how they're going to work, like it's a big shift. It's a big upheaval at the moment, right? Because everybody's at a different place in this change curve and people that the system worked for before and they felt good in it, they feel comfortable, they feel safe, right? All of those things are scary to move away from. So I do give a lot of compassion some days, some days I'm less compassionate because I'm like, why don't you see it? (laughs) Right. But there is some compassion for folks that are like, yeah, but this feels good and safe to me. And I am uncomfortable with the unknown. Right. And that's a huge change for a lot of people. So That's what I'll say, except that I also believe those people need, need to get uncomfortable. Like we learn and grow at the edge of what's comfortable for us. And so are they in to learn and grow and receive from other people and see how they can be the best person that they can be? Or are they just going to stick in the mud and say, I'm not moving And unfortunately, what's going to happen is the world is going to move past them um, if they don't, if they don't find a way to be flexible. How's it landing for you? Yes. uh, Not, not surprisingly, the shift shows up for me kind of laser focused on the impact to women. So if I think back through pandemic and on average, Let's take your average household in in the U.S. and the woman is the CEO of the household in terms of uh, making sure the trains run on time. And when we all went home uh, during lockdown, that didn't change and unfortunately led to over a million women leaving the workforce. 
and because of the commitments and responsibilities within the household. Now, for those who remained, for those women who remained in in the uh, the workplace, and I by no means suggest that the work in the home is not work. I'm just meaning work outside the home. Uh, with for the women who stayed in their jobs, think about those think about those women, those family, those those humans that redesigned their lives complete lives completely over two three years, and designed it in a way that was for them that really served them, that gave them valuable and precious time back to their souls, their individual beings, and what worked was what what worked well or best for their household. Mm-hmm. And now you're coming to a time where, okay, by and large, I mean, there's still many parts of the world that are struggling with COVID, but in the US, it was like, okay, back to business back to work, BAU, business as usual, just like that. And what we're seeing again on the flip side, so um, women were disproportionately impacted at the start of COVID. And now the shift has happened and women are saying, wow, I really figured out a way to make work and home work together. And I didn't separate them so vastly that they didn't overlap. So what was really kind of gorgeous about the outcome of COVID is that many um, households and women and humans were able to design the lives that they needed to be able to live their best lives. And now we have a lot of organizations wanting to go back pre-COVID. And um, what what the shift shows up for me is that, um, and again, I'll stay laser focused on women, which is my, my um, expertise, is um, women are now saying, well, no, I'm not going back to the way it was because I've designed my life the best way I know how, and it actually served me really, really well. So what you see, and I've talked a little bit about this during, you know, a couple episodes was that you're seeing the great breakup, which is the um, movement that kind of McKenzie and Lenin coined as high-performing women leaving in droves. And I'll kind of, one of the things, one of that you probably know is that two prime ministers uh, stepped down because it no longer served them. And I think that was an amazingly brave and bold decision to say, no, I opt out. I unsubscribe. So proud of them. So the shift shows up for me when, as it relates to women, as we said, okay, we're going to do everything we can to make this work for you so that you can stay in. And now we're saying, okay, remember all those things that you did to make work work for you? just forget that, come back and figure it out. And so what I'm really kind of proud, but also disturbed or concerned by is that once again, women are leaving in droves as you see organizations kind of forcing this BAU business as usual notion of pre-COVID. So the shift is what some women, many women for me are, are seeing, noticing and opting out of the shift. Um, They're, they're kind of waking up as it were. But then there's ones that are just like, I have no idea how to make this work. And they haven't kind of, um, I welcome them into the shift, if if I may. Yeah, Yeah. I I resonate with so much of that, (laughs) as you know, as another woman, right, who did similar. And, you know, the thing that keeps coming up for me as we're having this discussion is it's going to get messier before it gets better. And that's scary, right? Like sad too. It's sad. 
because that leads into depression, mental health, suicide. Like there's a whole nother bucket of things that happen for folks that are, um, that are not getting the shift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. Or impacted by others who don't understand the shift, right? Like one of the things you just said that really landed for me is I started putting me and my priorities first yes. and I found a way to meld it all together. And as you know, that is a huge passion point for me. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's a huge passion point for me because I believe that that is the way we should be working and living, not just, not just the shift. Like this is the thing that I say I've seen for years is how you actually create beautiful things in this world, i.e. work, industry, companies, et cetera. Cause there are so many beautiful things happening out there from a work industry perspective, but we have to lead with a human first approach and what feels like we're in conflict right now. And the quote unquote shift is this concept that it's business first mm-hmm. and human second, and it's not. And the pandemic shined a very bright light on that, that it's humans first. And I believe, and I recently talked about this, that that then allows us to create beautiful business in a actually way more profound way. You could, that could be speed, that could be impact, that could be all different types of ways that that manifests, but I've seen it. I've observed it. I've done my best to try and cultivate it of leading from a human first approach and the business then happens, but we've led from a in some ways you could call it capitalistic in some ways you could call it a you know, business centric way of like the thing that we're trying to do leads us rather than building a beautiful culture of people that are all aligned and passionate with what we want to bring into the world. And so how do we keep amazing people at the center of birthing something beautiful into the world? Right. And that could be, you know, new types of paper that could be pens that can be all kinds of things right because people have different passions like it doesn't have to be something you know astronomically different but if you focus on the people the ideas the inspiration the motivation comes for the goal it's, it just flows right it just flows yeah. so yeah. would you say in the most simplest of terms the shift is leading with humans, leading with human first. That's the simplest form there. heard it here, folks. The shift is leading with human first. Yeah. And what would you say to someone? We all know the, we all know those people in charge that if you were to say something like that to them, Mm -hmm. they would say, no, that's bull honky. We have stuff to do. We have work to do. We have numbers to meet. What would you say? Uh, I would say I, if you can trust and put your trust in the people, the numbers will happen. I don't trust people. If I'm, 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 I'm role-playing right. In yeah, the, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, the problematic leaders that we have, the insecure leaders we have. Um, well, that was the word that I was just going to bring up. It's that okay. insecurity, right? Like, well, okay. Where, why don't you trust your people? Yeah. And why have you hired them into those roles? Yeah. If you don't trust them to do their right. jobs. Right. right. I just heard 
I can't remember what show it was on the other day. And they were talking about all these security systems that companies are putting in place to monitor employees working right. from home. And like, ugh, that just makes me want to quite frankly vomit because it's like <laughs> the antithesis of what we're talking about. Right. Yeah. And it's like, and I think the follow-up segment to that was like how to trust your employees and how to communicate rather than like using these security systems. Mm-hmm. But like, that's it, right? Like you have to build trust from the inside out. And if you don't build that trust, then yeah, maybe some employees are not going to fall, you know, do what they're supposed to do. But at the end of the day, we're in a whole new world. Like a lot of what we do isn't time bound in the same way that it used to be you know, from a machinery, um, output perspective, like it's outcomes now. And that's very different. What you just said was really poignant and something that actually has never changed regardless of the pandemic or the shift that we're seeing. It's the fact that in my, in my corporate days there, I would work with, I was actually coaching then, but I didn't call it, you know, I was just kind of peer coaching. Someone would share with me, well, but I just, I just don't trust them to do this. I'm like, why are they here? And then it goes back to that larger conversation that you and I were having maybe months ago about why are there scripts that HR hands out to interview people? Oh gosh, folks, if we were, if we were hiring the right people in place to hire teams, you would not need a script. Like you could just be yourself and be that leader and look who you like, find who you're actually looking for, because it, it, it brings up a whole new whole new can of worms that we probably will go down maybe during the insecure leader conversation about um, if you don't trust them, that's a whole nother conversation. That's, that's mm-hmm. a whole nother. And kind of to your point about um, the security put in place, my former company is tracking badge swipes and, you know, the C-suite will get a report of who isn't in at the required days per week. And then they'll go like on a coaching plan. Help me understand <laughs> Help me how, help me, please, please understand. Help me understand how that's going to drive those results you're looking for. Those people coming back, there are people that are still mourning the deaths of people they lost over COVID. Help me understand how tracking a badge swipe report and putting them on a coaching plan is going to help that human. Carrie's taking a moment to be de-triggered by what all I just said. I'm going to have to do some serious like unwinding after this conversation. No, I, I mean, I just, that I'm going to go back to leading with love, right. Which is the compassion for the people that are so insecure and are not centered within themselves. Right. Like what I want to say to them is what's your fear? Like, where are you stemming from? Right. Where is this coming from for you? Like, did you experience this? You don't, right? They don't trust themselves. Yeah. They don't, therefore they can't lead with trust. Right. And right. so the shift is so massive that this, I mean, this is going to take so much time. And that's why I say like, be prepared that it's going to get messier before it gets better. And I want to actually come back to something you said that um, I had a conversation recently and I was like, damn, it is everywhere because (laughs) yes, women kind of are leading the charge. Like, I'm not going to put us in the backseat. I'm going to say, actually, women are standing up and saying, this doesn't work for me. And yes, women are leaving 
in droves, but that's because they're leading. They're not leaving. Right. And they're saying this shift has to happen and we need to recalibrate as a society, like what we value. Yes. And we have not done a good job at that, but I want to lead into this conversation I had the other day. That was a unexpected, huge aha moment for me. It's happening for men too. It is right. I hear you. And I have heard three plus men in the last two to three weeks leave, plan to leave, or are expecting to leave because the environment they're in is not a good fit for them. And so for the, I know it's really like women sense and feel these things and have different you know, uh, responsibilities within life as far as raising children, um, especially for a single mom who doesn't have the support system of a partner um, to be able to uh, balance with them. And so I expect women to lead in this stuff, right? I expect them to put their values first. Men have inherently held a responsibility to go to work, to go out and hunt for the family, right? right? Like that's been men's protective, supportive. That's what they do. And so to hear men start to say, "Ugh, I was in a not good place. It's making me feel bad. I'm not getting to spend the time with my family. Like my whole body is freaking out right now because I like, I'm so proud of them. I'm so incredibly proud of them for tuning into that and starting to choose themselves over what society has told them is their responsibility. And that's when I start to see, oh shit, like this shift is, is happening and is speeding up because men are starting to step into that too. And that is incredibly powerful. I love what you just said. And men, women, non-binary humans are making this shift. Yeah. Humanity, humanity is making this shift. Yeah. They're reevaluating what's important in life and figuring out you can have abundance and abundance includes work, home, whatever you're doing, everything should serve you. Excuse me. Peace. Peace. Bring in peace. So I think what you said is really beautiful. It resonates more for me with women, but to your point, it is all humanity. Mm -hmm. And I am exquisitely proud of those people who are brave and bold and value themselves and honoring the shift that it's, that is happening within humanity. Yeah. I mean, a lot is happening everywhere, all over the place. And we could talk and we probably will talk about different snippets of the shift, right? And all the different elements of where it comes up, where you see it, because I think it's actually really valuable for people to hear that it is coming up and that they're not alone in experiencing that. And if we can all open our eyes to see that it's happening, then I really believe that we'll all contribute to building that new place for us um, to live. Opening eyes and hearts. Okay. So let's get ready to wrap up. I think um, let's, let's leave, let's leave everybody with one piece of advice. 
If you are a person listening that is either in the, in the beginning stages of the shift or, um, trying to identify, you know, you're kind of feeling a little bit antsy about where you are, um, not feeling that peace that we speak of, et cetera. There are so many people that can help. Carrie and I are both coaches that can help with lead the way. Um, uh, but there's also, if you have no idea what we're talking about and you're in that camp that, you know, this is bull honky. Let's all go back to the office and forget what we've done to protect our peace over the last three years. I would recommend to trace where that comes up for you in your own internal system. What is it in your nervous system that is saying, uh, I value, you know, business over humans, or if you don't even realize that again, happy to have the conversation come to Carrie and I, and we're happy to help. But um, the goal of this conversation is to plant a seed and make sure that everyone is aware of what the shift is. <laughs> I like the way that that sounds. It sounds like a curse word, uh, but figuring out what the shift is and how we can help going forward. This isn't just about airing kind of what's going wrong with it, but it's also we're here to help is the main message. Yeah, I think that's a big part, right? Is just there are other humans experiencing this and they're there to help. We're here to help and open up to all of humanity. This was an awesome conversation, Amy, and I look forward to slicing into it more. Yes. Thanks everyone with peace.